listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Well, hello, Denver and Colorado Springs. So this is gonna be our monthly market update with myself and Jenny Bayless. And Jenny, I've been talking for the last little bit on how we can improve the market update. And this is our next iteration. So before I go into details about that with Jenny, good afternoon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, how about yourself? I am doing really, really good today. And this has been something in the back of my mind to do for the last couple of months. Then you and I started talking about it, I think a couple of months ago, and I'm really excited to, to improve and up our game on the market updates. So I'll be frank with people out there, and, and you know this, Jenny, I feel like I personally have gotten to a rut with some market updates. I mean, first of all, like the stats kind of stink. They haven't really changed the last few months, um, but just, all right, let's talk stats and move on. Let's talk stats and do another one. And it's not providing as good of value to our clients as it should be. And that's really where we wanted to bring in this new market update where going forward, Jenny and I will record these together and we're gonna publish these to the same market update to both Denver and the Springs podcast. That way, as we are talking about deals and market trends and really just questions we get from investors and clients out there, we can help the clients out there, the listeners out there, you know, stay updated on the markets and also figure out what's the right market to invest in because there is overlap and there's gonna be continue to be overlap to where it makes sense to invest in the Springs or Denver, a mixture of both. You know, from a high level, there's no right or wrong. I mean, you buy in either market, I think in 10 years, you'll be happy, but it's really coming down to based on your strategy, your current situation, what makes the most sense. So that is the new goal of this podcast is to provide some high level market updates on the markets, but also give more of that contextual question as well as to what market should I invest in along some steam, uh, along some team stats as well. Because Jenny, you know, I feel like every month we talk about and kind of moan about just how tough the market is, right? Like the market stinks right now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're recording this late April. We're doing this for the March podcast. The March numbers. I mean, what are they? What are the March numbers compared to January and February, right? What, 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 how, how would you describe it? I mean, it's the same story, just getting probably more and more tight actually, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and what we were talking about is like, you know, it, it is an accurate representation, an accurate representation of the market. But at the same time, we are getting deals done. We are finding good deals and really good deals in the current market conditions that meet our clients' uh, objectives. And I feel like we have not done a great job of talking about the deals we are closing. And that's where part of this podcast will start sharing people some updates is, hey, we are closing deals. And also all the deal analyses we're doing both on the Springs channel and the Denver channel, we're doing a lot more deal analyses. So Jenny, you're a numbers person, sum up quarter one for Colorado Springs. And then we can just say that's the same thing for Denver. Like how's the market been quarter one of 2021? Give us the high level also overview. All right, all-time low inventory, all-time high median prices. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to summarize it. Exactly. And <laughs> from a an agent and client perspective, I mean, there are you know there are a lot of deals out there where we are there are twenty-seven offers on one property. Mm -hmm. So that means there is one winner and twenty-six losers. To be very black and white and frank. And that's just the way the market is right now. Everyone, investors, agents, everyone on the buy side 
We are swinging the bat more. We are striking out more. It's tough out there. But on the flip side, from the way we structure offers, from the way we're able to get the job done, we are still closing a lot of deals out there. And that's when we start communicating like, yeah, the market's really tough, but we're also closing a lot of deals that make sense in the current marketing conditions and also meet our clients' objectives. So in quarter one, in January, we closed seven properties in Colorado Springs, 11 in Denver. February was four in the Springs, 10 in Denver. March is five in the Springs and 16 in Denver. So even though we are moaning and planning about the markets, we're getting deal- deals done, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's just a matter of pivoting your strategy, seeing what the market is giving us and just trying to be creative on how to combat that and how to, how to get people deals under contract. Now from a, like a more tactical level, Jenny, what are we doing to get the deals done? And I mean, this is something we talked about on the Springs podcast one or two months ago. At, at, at mm-hmm. one point, you had, I think, nine or 11 properties under contract. You were actually like a statistical portion of the under contracts <laughs> and closed in Springs at like one to 2%. Yeah. Um, which is great, but it's also a little absurd as well to think about <laughs> that. You know, that that's a, a statistical uh, point right there. But we're getting deals done. Like what makes what we do in our clients, what we're doing actually get deals done? Yeah, I think that it's not necessarily a one size fits all situation. It's taking a look at what the client wants, taking a look at what's available, and then just really figuring out how am I going to get from point A to point B? Whether that is asking your network, hey, does anybody have, you know, ABC type property? We've we've been successful doing it that way. Um, we've been really successful just acting really quick. I know uh, the deal analysis that we recorded yesterday, um, no sooner than, you know, the, the deal that previously fell through that Leah was able to get under contract, she was already in her car driving over begging the listing agent to let her in. So it's just a matter of just constantly being on, constantly looking for opportunities, and then just kind of seeing how that fits into what our clients are, are looking to do. And, you know, part of something we do with this podcast is, you know, Jen and I help a lot of our clients and investors figure out what's the right move for them to make, whether it's their first properties, whether it's a house hack or a residential investment or into commercial properties. Like we've done all these types of transactions in quarter one. We got all types of transactions in our contract now in quarter two, office space, multifamily, house hacks, condos, townhomes. We do a lot of different types of deals. And there's no one best market or one best asset class. It really depends on what makes sense for the investor's current situation. What's their goals? What's their timeline? What's their budget? How much capital do you have to invest? Because $50,000 in Denver is different than $50,000 in the Springs. And so what we want to do as well as like covering stats is talking about some deals, but also helping to do some more contextualization of helping investors figure out what they should do, help them understand the markets and, and different scenarios. And some common questions we've gotten, actually, before we get into those, the stats are done for the month. I mean, it's about the same as this month as last month. As Jenny said, low inventory, record prices, double-digit appreciation. Stats are done. There'll be links to the website for the graphs and charts, but you guys get the picture at this point. But Jenny, I mean, I'd say the biggest question we both get is, well, should I invest in Denver or the Springs? What's the magic answer? It depends. 
everyone's exactly. favorite response. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think it, it really just depends on what the investor is looking to do. Uh, I know that I've shared before that I used to live up um, in a Denver suburb and I invested down in Colorado Springs because that matched what I was looking to do. It matched the, the price point that I was looking to work in. It matched the return goals that I was looking for. Someone might even have the opposite. They might be living in Colorado Springs and they're looking for you know a higher priced appreciation play. Denver might be a better market for them. So I think it really just um, depends on what that investor is looking to do. Um, and then just kind of narrowing things down, trial and error at that point. Yeah. And this is really where we're like, we like to spend a lot of time and, you know, we talk with people, we review numbers and goals and help people figure out, you know, the right market and the right next step. And it's, it's constantly changing. You know, something I, I jotted down before this podcast journey is just, you know, for years, the Springs has been the go-to place for Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Well, la- last year, some laws changed on how they are, uh, you know, the zoning where it changed down there. And then some laws changed up here. Arvada has become a very Airbnb friendly place. So in my mind, I was like, wow, we used to always say Colorado Springs when Airbnb go down there. And now Arvada, a couple other markets up here in Denver too. It's a little bit easier to do it than the Springs market. So things are constantly changing out there. Mm-hmm. So we could spend hours talking about this, but what we want to do is actually start getting specific questions from our audience members out there. So two things going forward, Janelle will start doing a better job of documenting the top questions we get as we talk to people to help extrapolate that to the audience out there. But also listeners, viewers, if you guys have questions, if you're not sure what to do, please email in to me and Jenny. We will reply to you guys, hop on a phone call, but also take that and answer it on a podcast as well as part of our goal going forward. So should I invest in Denver in the Springs? As Jenny said, it depends on a lot of factors. Now, this kind of goes down that same train of thought, Jenny. What's the best type of property to buy? What should I buy in Denver? What should I buy in the Springs? What, What should I buy? How do you answer that? It depends. <laughs> it depends on uh, a lot of things. How much capital do you have to invest? Are you trying to do more of a leveraged play or cash flow play? Um, you know, I, I get a lot of questions. Uh, what appreciates more, a single family home or a townhome condo? Okay, well, they were within a few percentage points of each other, at least in the springs. Uh, year-over-year appreciation rates, and we're talking almost 20%. Um, So I'm I'm not going to be upset if I miss out on a percent or two because I invested in a townhome, generally speaking, um, in that case. So it's just really a matter of what that investor is looking to do. Um, You know, maybe commercial is the right answer for them. Uh, I know we've talked a lot about expanding the commercial reach into Colorado Springs. I think that there's an awesome opportunity for that for five units and up um, down here. So it, you know, it, it, again, it all boils down to what is your your strategy and what's going to take you there. And a, a, another very common co- question we get is the market's hot. Should I buy now or should I wait? How do you answer that? <laughs> I say if it pencils out today, then it's worth a buy. Um, we're not projecting, hey, well, in five years from now, it'll be cash flowing this much. No, what is it doing in year one? And if it works and meets your goals within reasonable expectations, given the market constraints, 
then I think that it's worthwhile. Um, you know, I, I tell people that I put my money where my mouth is. I bought two properties this year. So I'm still buying. I'm not necessarily scared uh, away with the rising prices because there are also other benefits that we're seeing in the market right now that even though the, the higher price points are what's kind of blaring and, and most obvious to everybody, I think that the low interest rates is still a really valuable thing that you can utilize to your advantage. Um, so that's something... And then I know we keep talking about, are we entering inflation? I have no idea. I'm not an economist. But if we are, then buying a home now is probably a good idea for the future. So um, I think that, you know, even though we there's always something working against you, but it's looking at it from different lenses, I think um, is important. And you're, I agree with you. 100% today it's about how can you take the information because we we can't change the market, but we have to adapt to the market. And the market fundamentals, they're solid. They're there. It's you know There's no indicators that, oh, price is going to drop off a cliff in a year or two years or three years. Just like the market fundamentals are there. We have very, very, very low supply and we have very, very high demand. That's, you know, that's Economist 101. Prices will keep going up that way. And Something else I want to talk about on here is, you know, as we we're helping to get clients in their contract, like we, you know, we have a very good success ratio compared to a lot of the typical agents out there around town. And I think it's because number one, we know the market, but number two, our clients listen to us. You know, when we go under contract, the sellers are in the driver's seat for the most part. Does that mm-hmm. mean the sellers are going to beat us up? No, but that doesn't mean we're going to be up the sellers typically either. Like the sellers are still in the driver's seat. We're along for the ride, but we know how to, you know, make sure, you know what, here's the main things we need to focus on. And most of our clients, you know, they listen to our advice and they are able to go out there and buy a good deal in the current market. But what's the best way as, you know, people are, are performing and interacting this hot market, like to take our advice and also go out there and be able to execute and say, you know what, like this isn't quite what I wanted. You know, I, I underwrote it a little bit better, but this is reality. Like what advice can you give people to mentally prep for that? Because this is partly numbers, but also partly just a reality check and mindset as well. Like what would you say to people on that, on that topic? That's a really great question. Um, I guess probably my initial response to that would be, even though I just said, if it works for your numbers today, you know, go ahead and buy it. I'm not, I'm not going to move off my pedestal of, you know, uh, compromising what your, your, your requirements are. But I also think that you need to be realistic with what the market's giving you. And you should probably underwrite within a range of possible options because, um, what I have been seeing is my clients have been probably spending a little bit more on the purchase price than what they initially thought that they're going to go in and buy a home. But then on the flip side, they're renting it for way more than I would have ever imagined that they're renting it for. So, you know, just still being open to uh, throughout the whole process, numbers are going to shift and change. It's not a perfect, um, a perfect snapshot of what's going to happen, even though, you know, we put in a factor for vacancy or a factor for, for maintenance. 
any, anything could happen. You could have zero vacancy. You could have a giant maintenance issue. It's not a, a, a perfect, um, picture of what's going to happen. It's just a rule of thumb, a guideline to, in which to execute your decisions on. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned like the, the rents coming higher than we expected. So a few weeks ago, we published a podcast episode on Denver with, with Walker Noon and his wife, Nina, on their house act slash nomad up here in Virginia Village in Denver. They bought this, I think, about a little over a year ago, and they're planning on like their next nomad property. And they're like, oh, we're going to do it sometime this year. Um, but they decided, you know, let's go and list it on Zillow and see what we get for rent. And they're like, let's just start a super high number to see, see, see what happens. And this is just your standard house in Virginia Village. I mean, a nice house, great neighborhood. Camera exactly a four bed, two bath, or something like that. Listen to the podcast for the details. But they're expecting around three thousand dollars a month in rent. Last week he was telling me listed on Zillow, and they listed, I believe, thirty six fifty, and they had twenty two or twenty five <laughs> inquiries about it, and they signed the lease starting June first. And they're like, okay, we weren't quite planning on buying a property this quickly, but the rents were just so absurd. We had to take it. Worst case, yeah. we will sleep at our friend's house. We'll sleep at the <laughs> office. Like we're going to take advantage of this room because this is nuts right now. Like the numbers make sense. It's like, it's a thousand dollars over the mortgage payment. Like it's crazy. And that's yeah. the same thing we're seeing right now is yeah, the numbers are tight, but we're also still seeing lots of upside. Can we guarantee it? No, but understand, Hey, there is huge demand on the buy side and rental side, but do you have the finances? Do you have the capabilities to, you know, withstand the speed bumps and can take advantage of the opportunity? Because we are in a growing market, Denver Springs, all in the front range. We're in a growing market. Can you ride that wave? And that's a big name. The game right now is you're not going to get the 1% rule. You're not going to get mm-hmm. X amount of cash flow or this type of cap rate. You'll get close to it, but ride the wave. and understand those fundamentals. Yeah. So we wanted to really communicate that to you guys out there who are listening that the market is tough, but we're getting deals done. And what we're doing to help communicate that to people is, is we're revamping our monthly market updates and we're doing a lot more deal analyses as well. We're trying to do a lot more like real-time deal analyses because these two things are gonna be the best way to help people stay on top of the market and help them come up with their strategy as well. So two things to keep in mind. If you guys have questions, please email me or Jenny, Chris or Jenny at envisionrea.com will get to us. We'll answer in the podcast, but most importantly, we're always happy to schedule a phone call to talk about your situation, run through scenarios, and help you figure out what's the best move for you in the current market. A lot of times it is to buy. Sometimes you know what? Hey, wait six months, wait a year based on your situation. Like we really want to help you guys give you great advice so we can become trusted advisors. So Jenny, I am very excited about this new format because it's going to be, I think, more fun for us to do together, um, you know, from a selfish standpoint, but it's going to give more client value as well, which is the name of the game. So thank you. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these with you. Likewise, Chris. Thanks. All right. Everyone out there, if you guys have questions, reach out. If you get ideas, if there's certain stats or things you want to see, reach out. We're very much like, hey, we'll start doing this new format. Give us ideas and we'll get better and better and better. So we'll talk to you really soon.